Hey everyone, Lawrence here. On this week's episode of the Hot Take Podcast, when we are discussing our top stories the NBA this week, we will be playing a game called Cap or No Cap, going into our takes and opinions on everything that's happened throughout the week. And then we have a special guest, Jeremy Conlos, back on for a second consecutive episode to give his takes on the GOAT debate. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to Hot Take, where I, along with my co-hosts, Nat and Lawrence, give you our hottest takes on all things NBA. But once again, fellas, we're joined by a special <laughs> guest, the one and only Let's Jake Handless, representing <laughs> the Washington way. Wizards. Yeah, the Wizards way. What's up, Jeremy? How you doing? I'm good, guys. How are y'all? Thanks for having me back yeah. on. Good. Thank you for joining back to us. Back. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, back to back weeks. <laughs> we were supposed back to have to AJ, but uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll wait for AJ. Probably yeah. next week, AJ will be on. Yeah. We'll get AJ back on here. <laughs> Busy man. Busy man. Um. All right, guys. So since last week, there's been a lot of stuff that's happened, right? Like, <laughs> there's there's been a lot of things going on in the NBA, which are some yeah. things that we're gonna talk about right now. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to jump right into it. Um, the first one, to kind of get our top stories going, we're going to play a little game. So if something's cap, that will be your take. You say it's cap. If it's not cap, then you say it's not cap. So I'm going to ask a question. You guys just ask me or you guys just tell me if it's cap or not cap. All right. So the way we'll do this, we'll go alphabetically. We'll go Jeremy, Lawrence, then Nat. All right. All right. Sounds good. Okay. So first question. Are the Atlanta Hawks done? The reason I ask this question is Bogdan Bogdanovich has a fractured right knee. One of your star players. The other reason why I ask this question is because The Athletic came out with a report uh, a couple days ago stating how there is turmoil in the locker room that um, John Collins, who was supposed to get a contract extension, never got it, and has been amid a whole bunch of different trade rumors, apparently in a uh, video meeting, you know, where they review film and stuff like that, he called out Trey Young and his style of play and how he feels that it's not beneficial to the team. So there's already, like, stuff going on inside the locker room. Right. Mm -hmm. So for you guys, is it cap or not cap? We say... The Atlanta Hawks are done. So, Jeremy, you first. Do you think the Atlanta Hawks are done? Is that cap or not cap? Uh, I'm going to go with not cap. I'm going to go with not cap. I, I have uh, faith in Trey. I have faith in Trey. Although he's a little guy and he has to do a lot, I'm going I'm to go with him. No cap. Okay. So, no cap for Jay. What about Lawrence? Yeah, I'm going to go no calf. I mean, John Collins is just one of the many, many role players on that team, right? So even if we do end up trading uh, John Collins, you can get some nice pieces back, replace him, <laughs> repair the locker room chemistry, and that, that'll be straight. Nat, what's your take? I'm going to go big cap. 
They oh. are done. <laughs> what? They the are heck? done. They've been done since the start of the season. We talking about? I think <laughs> there's there's already that ruined chemistry between John Collins and Trey, and I don't know. I think didn't didn't Bogdan get injured? I believe. Yeah. Yeah. He did yeah. right. Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, hey, that's already that's already a big dent in your in your offense. So I mean. I know it's very early and, you know, it's still like, you know, week two or week three or the season, whatever. But I think it's 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 cap. You know, I I, I agree with that. I think it's cap. I think it's wow. cap because, wow. yeah, I mean, I had them <laughs> at the beginning of the season not even making it to the playoffs. And the reason being, they just, the, it's chemistry for me. I don't think they, they fit well. Like you have Trey Young, right? Nice young superstar talent. Right. It, I heard it described like this, right? He has the play style of Steph Curry. Yeah. Right? He has the the range. He can pull up from anywhere. He can get you assists. But he has the mentality and playing style of a James Harden. Right? Mm-hmm. So you look at the Houston Rockets and you have a that's ball cool. dominant player like James Harden. Yeah. But in the bod like that that's Trey Young, but in a smaller body, in a Steph Curry body. And it doesn't really go well. It doesn't bode well for him going long run if he decides to play that style if he decides to play like steph and get you a whole bunch of re, you know assists and nice flow to the game and he's looking at getting other people the ball first then yeah i think it could work but if he continues to have this james harden mentality where like i'm gonna get my points i don't mm-hmm. think it goes well for for the atlanta hawks hey, that's right so that was the first one uh moving on to the second one right we started off with the bogdan bogdanovich injury Another uh, another heartbreaking one is Markel Fultz. Ooh. Yeah. Yep. PG, For maybe. you guys, cap or no cap, is Markel Fultz' career done? Jay, is that cap? No cap. That's – I would say no cap, right? Or that's cap. I, I agree <laughs> that they are done. Oh, I oh. agree that they are done. Uh Marco Fultz was the leader of that team, and he contributed to majority of their offense. Um, not being biased because he's from Prince George's County, where I reside. Hey. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I just feel like he was the heart and soul of that team. So, uh, so you're saying, saying it's cap that the Magic are done for the season? Yes, I'm saying it cap that they are done. <laughs> that's a better Sorry, we'll go with I'm, I'm a little older so the cap yeah, and- yeah. I don't know either I don't know what the <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah but they they are yeah I, I'd say they are cap uh, when it comes to that they are done so we'll, we'll go about it like this Lawrence do you think the magic are done or do you think they're not done for the season oh oh like completely I think they're done uh, like like Jeremy was saying, like he was their star power. He was like the the driving force of that team. And with him, without him there, like they're not even looking at the playoffs right now. What about mm-hmm. you, now? Yeah, I think they're done too. I mean, I haven't really watched their game or watched their team play that often. But like everyone's saying here in the in the room right now, yeah, he was their star player. So yeah, they're done. I think. I also agree. I believe that they're done. It's just so sad to see because he was doing so well this year, you know everything right. that he's been through. He yeah, like you, you expected him 
like a lot of people underestimated him this season. And like for him to be able to produce the way he was producing, it was just so sad to see him go down because he was doing so, so well. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just for clarity, when somebody says cap, that means it's a lie. Like, oh, that's a lie. So if we say like... I'm just kidding. (laughs) So so to say that he's done, you know, is that cap or no cap? That would be... Or is the the magic done? Then it would be cap. Uh, no cap because no it's cap. real, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting confused in my own game. Oh my gosh! No cap. So, but going forward, let, we'll make it easier. We'll just say whether or not we agree with it or not agree with it. <laughs> that's, that's better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so next one, right? Next one we have is Austin Rivers, Austin Sanity, if you will. The New York Knicks are tearing it up right now. And Austin Rivers was quoted saying, I've been on bad teams before. This is not one. Jeremy, do you agree with Austin Rivers? Do you believe that what believe in what he's saying? Or do you think he's completely fabricating? He's lying about it. That is so funny that you brought this up because I was on my phone today on Instagram and I saw that his girlfriend it was like a viral video that his girlfriend yeah. did not want him to go to the gym. So that right there, like, and he he did go. He eventually yeah. went to the gym that day and did not listen to his girlfriend. <laughs> and if you do have a girlfriend that like like that, guys, she ain't the one. All right. But anyway, <laughs> going on. Austin Rivers, oh my! Austin Rivers went to the gym, although his girl didn't want him to because he just got back from a road trip. He went to the gym and him doing that alone, I feel um, I agree with him um, on his uh, his vibe with the Knicks right now and how they're doing well and why he says that they are a great team. So I'll agree with him. And that's what he ain't capping. (laughs) (laughs) I so Lawrence being the uh, the native Knicks fan here. What do you think about Austin Rivers' quote? See, I don't know. This is probably biased, but I mean, I, I completely agree <laughs> with him. <laughs> Man, like the, these guys are beating like the top teams in the Eastern Conference, like and like they're like they're beating them. They're not just like just beating them by like a small margin. Like they are obliterating them. You know, like they're like blow, like blowing people's like expectations away. Like people are underestimating the Knicks. And then they're punching right. them in the throat, you know, really giving it to them. Yes. Now, what's your take on Austin Rivers' quote and how he feels about the New York Knicks? You know, I think that he's right. The Knicks definitely are looking different this season. Hey. And, I mean, he is technically one of the better players on that team. You know, in, in, in his past career, you know, in his past teams, he's really been like the worst player on the, on the team. But... Knicks, he's he's doing pretty. You know, he's he's all right. He's one of the better players on on the, on the Knicks. So, yeah, I think he is right. I mean, I agree. I agree with him too. Um, I I've been saying this is preseason. Julius Randle is his preseason. Oh, never mind, never mind. Yes, Julius Randle. <laughs> Julius Randle is killing it right now. Yeah, yeah you twenty-three points. He's got better better stats than LeBron. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. People are sleeping on Julius Randle. And Julius Randle is balling out. The Knicks don't even have their top draft pick. 
He's not even playing right now. So mm-hmm. how much more when he does come back? I feel like this okay. team has completely bought into what Thibodeau is trying to preach to them and is transferring onto the court. That's it's the way that they're playing. I really believe that they are a really good team. Definitely in the you know the bottom you know s- probably six to eight range in the East, but nevertheless better than that they've been playing. You know what I mean? Um, Austin Rivers, you know the other night he scored the last fourteen straight points. You know to seal the game. Yep, just going off. Yep, and that's the scary thing about the Knicks is like you have somebody like Julius Randle who he's giving you these crazy crazy numbers, but you don't really hear it. You don't see it on Instagram. You don't see it on. You know, ESPN all too much and stuff. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I, I think they're going to do just fine. I believe in what Austin River said, that this is a good team, that the Knicks are not a bad team. Mm-hmm. On the flip side, this one might uh, strike Jay a little bit, but there was a, a quote by Rajah Bell about Bradley Beal. He said, Bradley Beal is like Deshaun Watson, they are really, really good. The organization is somewhat dysfunctional. Okay. Right now, Bradley Beal is going off. He's playing bonkers, out of his mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jay, do you think Bradley Beal's situation is like Deshaun Watson's situation? For people who don't know, uh, Deshaun Watson is a quarterback for the Houston Texans, and they just had a subpar season, and there's – Rumors he's unhappy, he wants out, and stuff like that. So do you think that Bradley Beal's situation is similar to Deshaun Watson's situation? Uh, I'd agree. I'd agree to it. Um, but I don't think it is maybe as bad as Deshaun. Mm-hmm. Because I think Bradley Beal actually wants to be here. You mm-hmm. know, So his desire to stay with Washington – and he's open about it, you know, raising his family. Like, I feel like he accepts it here and he's willing to go through the turmoil, all, even if it's in, you know, uh, the offices. So I would I would agree that it's similar to Deshaun's, but not as severe as Deshaun. What about you, Lawrence? Yeah, I mean, I agree, too. It's not like he has absolutely no help. Like, he still has Russ. You know, he's got young players and uh, Rui Achimura and then uh, their draft pick this year. Um, so, I mean, they're still building. They're still trying to develop that chemistry. Uh, we mentioned in previous episodes, remember like the the Miami Heat, when they built, assembled the big three, they got off to a slow start and they ended up finishing the season uh, right. one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference. So, I think you still got to give it time, uh, let them mesh and s- see what can happen with them. Nah. Yeah, I think... Uh, you know, Beal's situation is, you know, similar to the, uh, Deshaun Watson's. But I think Beal wants to, like, stick it out. I think he's definitely going to, like, mm-hmm. you know, stay and try to, like, you know, tough it out. Mm-hmm. You know, as opposed to Deshaun who wants to, you know, get out of there as soon as possible. All right. But I think Bradley definitely, he's, he's feeling some type of way. You know, he's doing all the work, but yet they keep losing. But I think he'll tough it out. He'll stay. We're building, baby. We're building. <laughs> I I agree. I agree completely. Right, like prior to the season starting, during the off season, when there's all these free agency rumors and stuff like that. Being a biased Miami Heat fan, Jay, I don't know if you knew <laughs> if you knew this, but I was saying I would love to have Bradley Beal in a Miami Heat uniform. 
Mm-hmm. But that'd be nice. But prior to the season starting, Bradley Beal himself made it known he wants to finish his career in Washington. Fact. You know, and you don't get too many guys like that anymore. It's really rare. And you yeah. can see even right now the their their record doesn't reflect it, you know, because they have a, a poor record. But like we've always been talking about with them, just give us some time. They're gonna be just fine. If I'm not mistaken, you know, Jeremy was telling us before we started recording, right now they're killing the Suns. So ninety one to one sixteen as oh we speak. Six <laughs> minutes left in the fourth. See? But our runs are Thomas Bryant. <laughs> oh man. They'll they'll be just fine. All right. The next thing I wanted to get into, which was a hot topic this week, this pertains to Nat and his uh rookie of the year pick, one LaMelo ball. That's right. Jay, let me ask you. Uh LaMelo is the self-proclaimed better of all the ball brothers. Do you think he's better than his brothers? A hundred percent factor. Sir. Yes, sir. Uh, I'm a big fan of LaMelo. I haven't been this excited to, you know, to be a fan of a player since probably LeBron. And <laughs> I'm telling wow, you, wow. this kid right here is real. If he stays healthy, you know, hopefully he doesn't have any injuries um, and gets stronger. I mean, he's honestly, his IQ level, his poise, you know, his skill level. All of it combined, he he's he's a real deal in my eyes. I, in my opinion, he's the real deal, you know. And he, he as he gets older, he'll mature. He mm. won't be, you know, the kid he was coming into the league. So I think, you know, with the guidance of I think his overseas coach, it was. Um, I think with that, with him by his side and just kind of showing him the way, because he was an ex NBA player as well. Um, yeah, Lamelo was definitely better than his brothers, and a lot of hit the uh, the rookies, a lot of the rookies as well, <laughs> if not the best. Lawrence, <laughs> what do you what's your take? You think he's the better ball brother? See, I agree with that, but just by a very slim margin, right? Like, I think he is better on the offensive side of the ball, but Lonzo is definitely better on the defensive side of the ball. Oh, okay, um, yeah, okay. so. If Lamelo can add that to his game, uh, oh, hands down, he is the better ball brother. But his court vision, right. his athleticism, like he's just—he's got some swag, man. <laughs> he knows how yeah. to play. So, now what's your take? No, nah, definitely agree with Jeremy here. La- Lonzo is trash. I mean, he—he he is, <laughs> he is the better. He is the, he is the better rapper. I mean, I—I I did put Lonzo as my most improved player, but. Um, you know, in terms of like comparing to Lamelo, yeah, it's it's night and day. Uh, Lamelo's clearly better. Um, also, yes, he is younger, he's more nimble for sure. But I'm gonna go Lamelo, best ball brother. See, I feel like people coming into it had Lonzo at such like they had super high expectations for Lonzo, especially because he was going to the Lakers, being the number mm-hmm. two overall pick. Mm-hmm. So I feel like people wanted him to be a certain type of player. But if you watch him in high school, even in college, he just wasn't that type of player. Like, he didn't put up crazy points in, in college at UCLA. He was more known for his passing and his defense because he can get blocks. He can get steals. He's long. He's lanky. Yep. So I agree with, with everyone, in particular with Lawrence, because 
Lonzo is definitely the better defender. But LaMelo, especially if he continues to work on his defense with his length, mm-hmm. I think he could be the tip for like hands down the best ball brother. Uh, he's also, in case you guys didn't know, he's the youngest player in NBA history to record That's a triple weird. double. That's right. So I think we all agree Melo is definitely the better ball brother as of right now. The next thing I wanted to get into, Jay, let me ask you, is Kawhi Leonard a machine? The reason I ask this, <laughs> there is footage of him against the Bulls where he went in for a layup. I think he – I don't know if he made it or he missed it, but he fell and it looked like he injured his leg. Right, yep. like he was like grabbing at his knee. He was like leaning back, like he screamed out loud, and then just got up and ran back down to play defense. <laughs> I was like, I didn't see this. I didn't you see didn't see this? Yeah, it was crazy. Show you the video. What? I mean, yeah. it makes sense. But yeah, yeah, it was the craziest thing I ever seen. Jay, to you, is is Kawhi, is Kawhi Leonard a machine? I mean. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. I haven't been following Kawhi this season, to be honest. Um, and uh, I didn't see that that particular play, but I did see a post of him on the bench, and he was holding like bottles, two yes. bottles, yes. Hand, right? yes. two bottles in yeah. one. Hand. I was gonna bring <laughs> that up. What the like, no, but, like, his fingers almost touched around the bottle. Yeah, 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 room, room, room. yeah, yeah. So. I would say he's a machine. <laughs> I agree. I agree. He's definitely a machine. <laughs> Lawrence, is Kawhi a machine? Oh, f- for sure, man. Was like made in a lab or something. You know, like he has that big hands. You know, like yeah, the, you were talking. You mentioned the video. Like the man looked like he like tore his ACL or something. Like yeah, <laughs> the way he reacted. Yeah, was, like, he was holding his. He was like, no way. You like even his. Yeah. Teammate, like, oh, no, not Kawhi. And like you said, he gets up, and then people are even more dumbfounded that he got up from him. He just walks <laughs> it off. Nah, is, is Kawhi a machine? Yes, but I think we've all been knowing that since, you know, I think last season with the hey and the, and the, and the <laughs> laugh, the laugh, yeah, that laugh yeah. But yeah, I didn't see the video, but uh, when I do see it, I'll definitely confirm, but it'll probably be the same answer. So. No, yeah, I I agree completely. I think he's a machine. If you could take an elbow to the face by Serge Ibaka and get eight <laughs> stitches in your mouth and still come out and, and hoop, mm. and and I, you're a hundred percent right. It looked like he tore his ACL the way he was reacting, but just got up and just tried it back on defense like it was nothing. It was the craziest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> but you know, we say he's a machine. All machines malfunction from time to time, which brings <laughs> me into my next point. There's a stat that came out. You know, like Superman has kryptonite. You know, every superhero has like their weakness. Right. Jeremy is Andrew Wiggins, Kawhi Leonard's kryptonite. The reason I ask this, they've played uh, two games in two game in the last two games that they've played. Andrew Wiggins, when guarding Kawhi Leonard, has held him to four points five turnovers, shooting two for 12 from the field. Mm. Is Andrew Wiggins Kawhi Leonard's weakness? You know, he just might be. Uh, Andrew Wiggins is a very athletic um, player. I've, I've, I followed Andrew Wiggins from high school, and he's a lanky kid. 
So he he might be that kryptonite for Kawhi, um, as was like, who was a kryptonite to another player? Um, who was Kobe's kryptonite? Uh, I don't think Kobe had one. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, Wiggins might be the the um, the kryptonite to uh, Kawhi Leonard, uh, only because of his length. Yeah, Lawrence, what do you think? Um, I mean, by the sound, like by the stats, yes, like numbers don't lie. But I also think that the sample size is too small. So, like, we can't say for sure, but he, right. like uh, Jeremy was saying, like, he is a very athletic player, very talented player. So, it's very possible, but we got to, you know, a couple more games to see what what actually is the answer. Now, what's your take? Exactly, Lawrence. Yeah, like, there's it's just, like, two games, you know, we can't really confirm, or, like, he's the actual, you know, like, kryptonite, in quotes, to, to Kawhi Leonard, but... I mean, yeah, just by the stats, he did a pretty good job locking him down. I think this gives Andrew Wiggins, going forward, the confidence to be able to be like, you know what, I've shut him down before. I can keep shutting him down. And I think he could be Kawhi's kryptonite because of the athleticism, because of the length. And also, going back to what Jeremy was saying, right? Jeremy was trying to think of a player like, oh, who was this, you know, Someone else's kryptonite. I think I know who you were talking about, Jeremy. Who was? I think you were referring to LeBron James. What? 2013 <laughs> and in 2014, who was LeBron James' oh kryptonite? It was God. Kawhi Leonard. Oh, oh, oh yeah. It <laughs> was Kawhi Leonard. LeBron hated every time Kawhi had to guard him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we'll get we'll get into that later. We'll get into that later. We'll save that for later. <laughs> Okay. Kind of staying on the same topic with the Warriors, right? Um, I don't know if you guys saw this, but my question to you guys, right? We'll start with Jay again. Is Draymond Green a genius? The reason why I asked this. (laughs) 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 The reason why I asked this, right? We all know the, the famous story about how he can recite every player that went ahead of him in the 2012 NBA draft, right? He knows all of that. There was footage that came out yesterday from their game against the Raptors. It was a really close game. The, the Warriors won by one, 106-105. In the final seconds of that Warriors-Raptors game, see, Nat's shaking his head because he knows. I know. Somebody broke down the video, and they pointed out how smart Draymond Green is because the Toronto Raptors are inbounding the ball to get a final shot. There's only like six, you know, five, six seconds left. Draymond Green, before the Raptors can even inbound, already knows what's going to happen. Because you see him signaling to his teammates, hey, they're going to set a, a screen. He's going to go into the corner. We switch. And that's exactly what happened. Prior to that play happening, he told another guy, if they can't get it in, they're going to set a back screen. We switch. And then he knew that the final shot was going to come to Pascal Siakam because he already called out all those plays. So basically what ended up happening was whatever Draymond told his teammates was going to happen actually happened. So my question is, is Draymond a genius? I guess not in the literal sense, but in terms of NBA (laughs) IQ. Yes. I'll give it to him. I'll I'll give, I'll give Draymond the, uh, basketball genius, uh, award i guess you can say but uh he he's smart he's a very smart player 
the reason being is because he's a defensive player first versus offense, and we know that for sure. Right. You know, um, and that's really how you learn the game is by playing defense. And once you pick apart, you know, the defense, or once you when you play defense, actually, you can pick apart the offense. Mm-hmm. So his IQ is definitely. Um, above average, the average NBA player, I guess you can say. Um, yeah, he's definitely up there where LeBron is in IQ. You know, just that was just a you know quick PSA for everybody, all the young Hoovers out there. Listen to what Jeremy said. You know, it starts with defense. Learn defense first. <laughs> it's going to get you places, yep. Lawrence. Is Draymond an NBA genius? Okay. So I think he's situationally a genius. And to pair that, I think he's one of the pettiest players of all time. (laughs) (laughs) You mentioned that he was able to, uh, like he knows everyone that went before him in the draft, right? We know how he was post-2016 finals, how, like, how much he hated LeBron and the Cavs, right? And like the the Raptors are celebrating like the the big uh, uh, finals victory over them after KD and Clay went down. So I mean, like, I I wouldn't be surprised that he goes and studies more, like studies more film, just to be able to rub it in a little more to these teams that is beating uh, beating his team, and he wants to be able to you know give it a little back, you know? Right, right. Yeah. Now, what's your take? No, he definitely is a genius. I even saw uh, on Twitter this this video of him. Uh, they were playing the Blazers. I think it was 2018, 2019, where in one possession, he guarded all five players in that one possession. Did <laughs> <laughs> y'all see that? Did y'all see that? Like, his like, expectation was crazy. Like, he just, like, he just knew where to go, and, like, it was crazy. But I think he's a genius. Um not a genius in what he wore when he won the defensive player of the year award that one year. You remember that? <laughs> it, was, it, was the, it was the teal. No, 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 wait. It was it was the teal suit with the shorts. It was oh, the teal yeah. blue with the shorts. Remember, <laughs> yeah. that? remember that? I yeah. was like, Draymond, come on, man. But I mean, on the court, on the court for sure, a genius. Definitely on the defensive end, I think he's a he's a genius, mm-hmm. especially defensively. I agree with Jay on that one. Staying on the Warriors, I know this seems like a heavy, you know bias for the Warriors but my next question to you Jay is any lead safe with Steph Curry I asked this question because in the same game that we're referring to when we were talking about Wiggins locking down Kawhi the Warriors were down by 20 points at one point Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden Steph Curry just goes off and the Warriors end up winning by 10 so is any lead safe with Steph Curry on the court Nope. Uh, I mean, Steph is Steph, and he's been doing it for years. So they've come back from, I think, even greater margins. And Steph, once he once he gets into rhythm, it's hard to stop that for sure. It's hard to stop Steph's uh, threes, and then you know he'll attack the basket to just throw the defense off a little bit, and he'll even pass it off, kick it out. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think no no margin is too great for for a comeback from them. What about you, Lawrence? Yeah, I mean, like 
you can't let the greatest shooter of all time get hot. Um, right. At any point, he can go, he can go off, and he can continue going off, and he's shown that in the past. Like Jeremy said, so no, no lead is safe. Matt, cap. That was all cap. <laughs> but all what you all what? said was what? cap. First of, all, first, of all, first of all, wait, 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 first of all, it was the Clippers. They're known for blowing leads. They're known for that, <laughs> especially last season. They're known for blowing leads. Steph Curry, like, oh, like, no. First of all, last 2019, game six of the finals, Steph Curry chokes, misses that last shot to bring them to win that game. They lose the finals. So, yes, all leads are safe with Steph Curry. All leads are safe. <laughs> for sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Oh man! I think what Nat said is all cap, bro. Like it's the greatest <laughs> yes. shooter in NBA history. <laughs> it's the Clippers. No we about the Clippers. The Clippers always blow leads. They can't hold. They can't close games. <laughs> I will. I will agree shot, with that. You know what I mean? <clears throat> but see, that's shot. the thing. It doesn't like you're down by twenty. You still have to hit the shot. Like it's not like the yeah. the. Clippers are like not playing defense on them. Like they're playing defense. Right. You just hitting the right. shot. They just choke a lot. So <laughs> yeah, jeez. Which brings me to my next point, right? So to ask if this is cap, not cap. Is this? Do you agree with it or not agree with it? There was a an image that came out of the most influential NBA players. It's like a Mount Rushmore of influential NBA players. And on this Mount Rushmore of influential NBA players, we have Kobe Bryant, Steph Curry, Michael Jordan, and LeBron James. Jay, do you agree with this Mount Rushmore of influential players? I guess you could say players who have, in their own way, changed the way the game is played. Oh, yeah, for sure, 100%. For for our generation, I'd say... That's a good uh, Mount Rushmore pick, but if I, I mean, I, I would, I would agree. The older generation probably would change, you know, from past players. But for us, yeah, I think that's a solid four right there. Lawrence, what's your take? I mean, yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, reluctant to speak. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say so. Nat, I agree. They all influence the game in, in many different ways. Steph Curry mm-hmm. shooting, LeBron just passing, Kobe just you know clutch, and then Jordan whatever he does. But um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. That was a joke. That was a joke. <laughs> but um, yeah, I agree with it. I agree with it too. I'll, I'll, I'll agree with that. It's it's a very very interesting list. Like it, when you're talking in terms of players who have in their own way changed the game, and I feel like those players have done that. Mm-hmm. So coming to the second to last topic, we have the MVP ladder as of um, as of now. Number one in the MVP ladder or on the MVP ladder is LeBron James. Jay, do you agree with him being number one thus far in the season? Of course. <laughs> Every right. season. Every right. season. For, like that answer. 17, 18 years now? 18 years, yeah, yeah. 18 years? Come on, bro. It's LeBron James. Um. Yeah, he's definitely deserving. Lawrence, what's your take? Yeah, I mean, I agree with that. Um, he's just playing out of his mind still in year eighteen. Right. You know, mix it in a, the fadeaway. He's been 
really, really working that lately. So, I mean, it's, <laughs> he's looking good. Now, what's your take? I mean, should you even ask me? <laughs> you even asked me this question, <laughs> but but although although I I will admit I do see Steph Curry winning it too this year. But if LeBron James is first right now, I agree. <sighs> I don't think he should be number one on the list. I feel like his team is just way too stacked. You take Hater. him off that list if you take him off, like if he sits out for the next month, their team is still going to do really well. But if you place LeBron on another team. He'll still be number one. <laughs> oh, <laughs> got him. Okay, yeah, you got me. You got me. That's why I feel like she got last year too. Insane. She got last year. Yeah, he should have won last year for sure. Yeah. I'll agree with that. So that brings us to our last one. And this last one will also segue into our main topic, right? So this is the last one. Do you agree with this quote? LeBron James doesn't take it easy. He just makes it look that way. I agree. Um, He doesn't take it easy? Yeah. He does not take it easy, but he just makes it look easy. Uh, A little (laughs) bit of both. For me, it's, it's like half and half. Because when LeBron goes a hundred percent then like you can tell when he's going a hundred percent and when he takes it easy that's another player's 100 percent. right so yep. that's why it may it may seem easy but when you know he goes when he goes to his 100 percent, then you can really tell that he's playing much harder than normal mm-hmm. so I, I, that mean, makes sense. I would I would agree to and you know a little bit of disagree, but yeah, he, he just he's just so well rounded in the in the game that it make he it makes it he makes it look easy. Lawrence, what's your take? Yeah, I mean he he does definitely does make it look easy. They say that the best players can make it look easy and him being the best player <laughs> <laughs> makes it look like the it's just effortless for him um everything's coming to him so easily um this year still so i i agree with it now what's your take how do we even yeah i mean (laughs) (laughs) i mean with 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 a mind like that i mean he's always gonna take it easy like he knows you know what's coming up what's ahead so i think you know lebron james is just that guy and he just take it easy all all the time Mm -hmm. so for me here we go he definitely makes it look easy because he's so so skilled and so talented. Right. So yeah, like what Jay was saying, where like there's times, even a couple of games this season, where he could just be like goofing around and he'll pull up from the logo. Right. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like logo LeBron. Like he just he's like, oh, I got space. Let me just take this, and he he makes it. He makes it look so easy, right? Mm-hmm. But my question is, and this kind of segues into our our main topic. My question is, if it looks so easy, why does he have to do things that make it so dramatic, right? Like the other night. Uh, wait, yes. Okay. All right. I know. <laughs> he drives yep. to the basket. DeMarcus Cousins swipes at the ball, clips him in yep. the head. And LeBron like, like just collapses. Like he's just Ejection. been laid out. Yeah. Like he just got laid out. Like he was 
Like he's that doing like the Nate Robinson. Down. Like that's how he was laying down. You know what I mean? Like, that was but like he. But you're 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 LeBron James. Like that's like a love tap. Like you like I get like the the whole we talked about this before with why he flops. It's because he's so strong that typical fouls look like nothing. Mm -hmm. So he has to overreact in order to get the call. But that one it was just so clear that he got clipped in the head. Right? Right. But for him to be like Oh, and then just like fall onto the ground <laughs> and lay there. You know what I mean? Like to be fair, it was Boogie though. Boogie's the biggest guy in the NBA. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but <laughs> it's Boogie. I don't know. It's not like Boogie, like you know, cocked his arm back and then swung. He just swiped down, and like LeBron acted as if like he just <laughs> went twelve rounds with him. <laughs> I don't know. So that's what brings us into our our main topic, right? This is kind of the the GOAT debate 2.0. And what we're going to do in this segment is we're going to get to know Jeremy's side of it. Because Jeremy's listened to the podcast before. He's listened to what we've had to say in debates. So we're going to kind of pick his brain and go back and forth on this whole debate on who is the greatest of all time. Is it Michael Jordan or is it LeBron James? So let's start off this way. Jay, to you, who is the greatest of all time and why? Greatest of all time and why? So, the GOAT. I will say Michael Jordan is the GOAT. Defining greatest of all time. Right? We have to give it to MJ. MJ paved the road for everyone else in our day and age. So, MJ is definitely the GOAT changed the game influenced the world um even outside of basketball so definitely giving the goat title to mj now if you were to ask me who's the greatest player of all time i would say lebron james (laughs) oh i mean it's in every statistic lebron james numbers i mean Okay, granted, he may not have – this may be another question, but granted, okay, the whole clutch thing, I I may side with you, but I also have my points as well. But greatest player of all time, LeBron James, the GOAT, MJ, and, I mean, that's what I have for that. So – I agree. Okay, Lauren, what, what do you have to say in regards to Jeremy's take on who the GOAT is? I mean, we've mentioned it before, you know, we can go back to that uh, episode one <laughs> of the GOAT debate. <laughs> and it's like, numbers don't lie. Um, he he has the better stats than Michael Jordan, and he's still playing. So he will continue to grow those stats. Um, he he's, he's the GOAT. <laughs> and possibly rings as well. So yes. we could still chase that ring argument right. as well. So. See, but the ring argument is so it's it's false because look look at Bill Russell. He has eleven rings, but there's no Bill Russell factor in all this goat debate talk. It's all LeBron and Jordan, so the rings only count. Honestly, the rings don't count. Sorry, I mean Robert Horry has a lot of rings as well. Exactly, I think he has five. (laughs) Yeah, Robert Horry has five. (laughs) (laughs) So by ring standards, Robert Horry is greater than LeBron James. (laughs) so here here's here's my thing right i'm very much along the same 
lines as Jeremy's uh, line of thinking with hands down, Jordan is is the GOAT, right? For all the reasons that Jeremy mentioned. My thing is, uh, or that, and something that Lawrence brought up too, is statistics. Statistically, in every single category, LeBron is above and beyond, right? And he's he's still playing. That's the scary part. He's still playing. So he's going to get more accolades. He's going to record more, you know, like crazy stats. But I feel like stats don't single-handedly determine somebody to be the greatest of all time. I think LeBron James could potentially be the best player to ever play the game. Right? He could be the greatest player to ever play basketball. Because my argument, I said this before too, is, is like boxing. You have Floyd Mayweather Jr. He's never lost a single match. Right? He's mm-hmm. arguably the best boxer because he's never lost. But then you have Muhammad Ali, who is arguably the greatest boxer of all time. And he's had a handful of losses. So even though Floyd has an overall better record, Muhammad Ali is still considered the greatest, right? So LeBron could have all these stats and make it look really good, but Mike will always still be the greatest of all time. See, but do you know why, though? Because Mike came first. If, if LeBron and Mike right. switch places, oh my goodness, where where would this debate be? Same well, with in Muhammad Ali. You know, they just... Right. Really came first, so absolutely he done it first. All right. Mm-hmm. I what are you going to say, 100%. I agree a hundred percent with that, and that's why I say Michael Jordan is the goat because he paved the way. You know, why couldn't it be Magic Johnson or any of the great guys before him? Mm-hmm. They didn't influence the world with just basketball. It's beyond. You know, they influenced. Michael Jordan influenced the culture from shoes to style. You know what I mean? So it yeah. was it was more than just basketball. Just like Floyd Mayweather, he's Money Mayweather. He got, you know, he's the flashy guy. So that's it's it's the brand that they also built along with it. Um so that's why Michael Jordan is the GOAT. Um and LeBron James is the greatest basketball player. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I, I I would agree with that statement. And like talking about like, you know, past players and like why they're not considered to be the greatest of all times. Like if you're talking statistically, Will Chamberlain Right. He should be up there. Because his stats exactly. are just absolutely ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Right. Or if you're talking about you know, influential players, we mentioned him earlier, yeah, Bill Russell, he's eleven rings, but in terms right. of he, he's he was playing in the sixties. This is when racism was you know, at its peak almost. Mm-hmm. And, you know, things that he was able to do in terms of, you know, for, for the black community and bring, right. you know, awareness and social justice to to all all types of people. Mm-hmm. And it's sad to say, you know, we're kind of facing it now, you know, and everything like that. And you see LeBron doing his part and, you know, right. voicing his opinions and stuff. And, you know, I, I can. I also agree with Jay in the sense, like you know, MJ was the first one to do, you know, the culture of it, you know, the shoes, you know, the the right. the way you dress, wearing chains during a dunk contest. You know what I mean? It's kind of the same thing with LeBron and what LeBron's doing now, because he also has the shoe, 
you know, he has his own clothing brand, you know what I mean? So I can kind of see that argument like, oh, what if one came before the other? Right. Mm-hmm. So like, I get that. But my, for me, I, I think it's also, and like we, this is my biggest thing. And we mentioned it. When we said LeBron makes it look easy and there's times where he takes it easy, you know, like him taking it easy is another player is 100%. I've also heard this on other podcasts where it's like LeBron is so good, but there's times where he doesn't tap into his full potential. Like he taps into it when he absolutely needs to. But right. if he stayed tapped into that full potential, like 100% of the time, ever since he came into the league, mm-hmm. it would be like hands down. Like this guy. And that's why it's not called LeBron mentality. You know? And, and <laughs> exactly. That's why, you know, it's not called LeBron mentality. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like as a LeBron fan, like I can accept it. But that doesn't take away from his greatness. Yes, I agree. You know, like I agree, like, you know, Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant. But when you actually get down to the game and not the last shot, he doesn't have last shot opportunities because we don't need last shot opportunities. Exactly. It's, you not, know? His game. So Thank it's, you. Not, it's mm-hmm. not the clutch thing. Like, he, he, does, he doesn't need that opportunity because, you know, he doesn't see, need like, to make well, a game winner. Yep. Well, my thought, my thought process was is that because there's times where you could tell, like you you know when LeBron isn't going 100 percent because he may not need to because they're doing just fine. But Mike, he always had that mentality where like the whole game he's just going off, and that's why for me, for me personally, I feel like that's what makes him the greatest of all time because he always brought that intensity. He always brought that mentality of. I'm going to be the killer on the court. I'm going to be the one to put the dagger in your chest. So you know what's funny? It's it's like people want LeBron to be selfish. And that's what that's all it will take for him to be greater, I guess you can say, mm-hmm. is if he's more selfish. Like and that's what LeBron or that's what Michael Jordan was even a little bit off the court, you know what I mean? Was a little selfish. Like, Michael Jordan used to get hated on for being, you know, a selfish guy. Oh, he's not the guy that he looks like he is. You know, he doesn't really greet people or say hi or things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe, you know, that selfishness off the court, he just brought onto the court. But that's not LeBron. LeBron isn't that type of guy. Mm-hmm. So... How he is off the court is how he plays on the court, which is, you know, spreading the wealth in a sense. Good point. So yeah. that brings me to the question that I just thought of. And, you know, you guys give your take, of course. People want LeBron to be a certain type of player. They want LeBron right. to play a certain type of way. That mm-hmm. way being Michael Jordan's way. But the four of us all know here that that's not how LeBron plays, right? right. We talked about it in the past where – and I've made the argument for Michael Jordan being the GOAT because Michael Jordan will take the last shot because he feels he is the best player because he feels he will make the shot. Whereas mm-hmm. LeBron James, he'll dish it out to somebody. Not because he's scared of the moment or because he's scared of taking the last shot, but because in his mind – that is the best 
possible chance for us to yeah. win the game. Yep. Yes. Like the whole thing with him, with you know, in this past playoffs, you know, kicking out to Danny Green, who was wide open for the three, <laughs> wide open. You could have read a book. You could have read a book front to back with how how much space he had. <laughs> yep. And everybody, myself included, because you know why I want I want him to prove like he has that killer mentality that he mm-hmm. he could take that last shot because I know he can make it or at least yeah. draw the foul. You know what I mean? But yeah. that's just not how he is. That's just not his mentality. His mentality is what gives me what gives my team the best chance to win. That's this open shot. So let me kick it out. Mm-hmm. Right. And but if he was selfish, then he would have. You know, try to take that shot and hope for the best, like as he did with Danny Green. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> Which is a mistake. So let me ask you guys. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> big mistake. Very big let mistake. Let me ask you guys this. Let's say in year 18 of his career, he wins his fifth ring. Let's say he messes around in year 19, wins it again. So he gets Ooh. a three-peat and he gets the sixth ring. Not just for us, but for people in general, people like me who think absolutely hands down MJ's the GOAT. If he is able to accomplish that, two things that MJ has done that LeBron has not, which is three peat and win a six ring, does he then become the greatest player of all time, hands down? GOAT 2.0. Only because he did it first. Just like Muhammad <laughs> Ali. You know what I mean? Just because he did it first. And you gotta pay your respect. And mm. it's just the it's just he's the goat of our generation. Because those old heads that love Michael Jordan, they ain't gonna give it to no LeBron James. Right. You know, <laughs> I work in a barber shop and this is a discussion that I have with my clients. And the ones that are old, my goodness, you are they are not budging at all. Yeah, right. They do not care. <laughs> So, I mean, for us, yes, hands down, he would be the greatest of all time. Um, but, you know, to the, make the old head still a little happy, I'll, I'll say go 2.0. What about you, Lawrence? Yeah, I mean, just like those are the things that people are asking of him. Like the reason why they're not putting him over Michael Jordan is like, oh, he doesn't have the six rings that uh, Mike right. has. He doesn't have the three P that Kobe and uh, Mike have, you know. So like, you, if LeBron achieves those things, like, what can they really say? I mean, yeah, they're gonna say like the the finals losses, but I mean, like, they they're, they're always gonna have something to say, you know. There's right. always gonna be a but for all these people that already have MJ as their definitive goat. What about you, Nat? I mean, yeah, if he three peats gets the those six rings, I would consider him the goat. Person, because think about it, then he would be six and six going to the finals 12 times. Mm. 12 times, if he does this, obviously 12 times mm-hmm. that's insane. 12 <laughs> times, twice, wow. twice the amount. Uh, you know, that's what I'm saying. It's like that's crazy to me. And he's doing it when he's like 39, 40, well, 36, 37, 38, you know, that kind of age yeah. range. So mm-hmm. he's doing it up in age too, right? So, I mean. That would make him the goat to me. I mean, he is and the goat earlier now, but yes. And then with his son, come on now, that's the goat. That's if he goes his son too, Ooh. oh my goodness! I think GM LeBron would pull that off. Get his son Bronny on the same <laughs> right. team as him, yep. you know. Yep. 
So like it makes me think, it makes me wonder, like to to my generation, right, where we grew up watching MJ and seeing the greatness of of MJ. For us knowing that MJ is the greatest of all time, what about the old heads during that time? You know, Jeremy was talking about old heads like in the barbershop. What about the old heads in the nineties? You know, to them maybe it was Bill Russell. To yeah. them, Bill Russell was the greatest of all time because he did have 11 rings. He did put up, you know, 48 points in a playoff series. And they would probably say that. They would yeah. probably say that. Yep. But they yeah. would probably be like, you know what? I'll give LeBron. I'll let LeBron. <laughs> he might be just as good as Bill Russell. Mm-hmm. Like, they'll skip over a ton of players, you know what I right. mean? And then they'll just relate it to who they knew when they were young. So Right. Yep. And it's funny because if you if you ask Alexa who the greatest of all time is, man, you got that you got that uh, arranged that. that arranged man. Yeah, send it up. Um, if I'm not mistaken, she's listening right now. But if you ask her, she says that it's Bill Russell, based on like, like you know stats wow. and stuff. Not not like, but but because of the fact he has the eleven rings and like the numbers he was able to put up. Oh wow! You know, right. yeah, which I thought was really interesting, but. That, that's why I'm glad Jeremy brought that up, talking about, like, you know, old heads now, they see MJ as the greatest of all time. But what about old heads mm-hmm. during our time in the 90s, you know, like, right. who was their greatest of all time? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I feel like this this type of debate is going to be something that's, can like, always going to be ongoing. Always. Yep. always. always. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, right, what it comes down to, and I know it's like a cop-out, but... It's the truth. Like you just kind of have to appreciate the greatness. Gotta appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Because in in all the years I've been alive, that I've been following basketball, I'll be straight up. No cap, no cap. I've never seen anybody play like LeBron James and do no the cap. Able to no. Do. <laughs> no cap. Bro. At this age, what he's still able to do, like I know I goof on him, like. Flop into the ground after getting hit, but like, still, man, like, he's man, the stuff he's able to do, you know what? He might not (laughs) be that dude at the at to take the last shot because he doesn't have that quote unquote killer instinct or that killer mentality or that clutch gene or whatever, but I mean. In every other category besides that, I would honestly say he is the best basketball player. For the sure. best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to hit you with a shrug, PJ. I'm going to hit you with a shrug. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's just, it's one of those things like it, and it hurts me to say this part too, because anybody who knows me, I'm the biggest. Biggest D Wade fan, mm-hmm. and at what LeBron is doing at his age now, and you can you compare it to like how D Wade played, it's like night and day. Like there's that footage of when D Wade was on the Cavs, and like mm-hmm. LeBron was trying to feed it inside, and then like D Wade right. just like fell back. He's like ah, and just like fell down. Like yep. the, what he's able to do physically is unlike anything we've ever seen before. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you know the, what was was fun about discussions like this, debates like this, right? For the past how many, however many decades, it's been MJ, LeBron. 
I can't wait to see what the next debate's going to be. Oh yeah, you know, whether yeah. it be like, oh, is it LeBron or is it Zion, or you know, is it's it Lamelo? Lamelo, <laughs> you know, LeBron or Lamelo, you know. I'm uh, about to name my kid La something because La is going to be La Jada. This love thing is got to be something great. I'm telling you. <laughs> oh man! All right. So with that said, I guess that that kind of wraps up for now our goat debate rehashing 2.0. Um, before we go, did you guys want to give any? You know, you want to plug anything? You want to shout out anything? Jay, you want to go first? Oh, this was great. Uh, I was looking forward to this goat talk. <laughs> um, I'm glad we – I think we're up now, guys. <laughs> I, I agree. We, we sealed agree. the cap on this. We, we sealed, sealed it. The cap. <laughs> um, sealed tight. Um, it was fun, man. Looking forward to more discussions with y'all. Um, yeah, but – Definitely. Definitely when we bring AJ on, we'll we'll bring oh, this yeah. topic up again. Yeah. yeah it was fun. Uh, thanks, guys. Thanks. What about you, Lawrence? Yeah, just thanks for coming on again, Jeremy. Back to back. Not disappoint. <laughs> <laughs> good times. Matt? Uh shout out to our uh arts um creator slash um you know team for creating our new logo. That's mm-hmm. sick. It was, you know, so dope. The again, the page at the hot take podcast. Gotta got follow it. Whoever's listening, come through. Oh, yeah, for sure. I did notice the uh logo change as well, and I, yeah, it was nice. It's like when you're looking for your podcast, it like it's distinct. Yeah, yep. yes, yep. so, yes. Yeah, so big shout cool. out to, to our good friend of the show, V. Her and her sister listened to the podcast, and she saw how much our uh. IG page was kind of struggling there. <laughs> so she she was like, hey, let me help you guys out. And I was like, please do. Big help. Like, Big help. Yeah. Yes. yeah. So look look forward to more uh, creative um, ideas, uh, graphics, everything coming from, from V. She's going to hook it up. Uh, thank you again to Jay for being on the show. We love having Thanks, you. Jay. Can't wait to have you back again. We'll get AJ on the show. And if that does it, fellas, uh, for everybody listening, Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you guys next time. This has been a Fuse Podcast original produced by yours truly, Nat, with music by Johnny C.